Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is of his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to me. Taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach in college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement that you don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? And how often do you think about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies, doing the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident with your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website or give us a call at 860-430-5397. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Drawing About the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big Jace, joined by King Zay. Uh, Hopefully, Sean Scanlon will get in here. Maybe, I don't know. Joe, sadly, under the weather. But we still got the Giants to talk about. And... They got a win. It wasn't the prettiest of wins. It was uh, it was disgusting. It was gross. I mean, a win's a win, though. I mean, I, I thought this was be a different Giants offense coming out, firing at all cylinders now that Jason Garrett's gone. But, I, I mean, it wasn't – with the loss of the OC, it seemed like more so the defense responded. and I, Or maybe not, not even really because it seemed like at points – at points, the defense did play well, but there were also points where it, it seemed like the Eagles were just handing the game on a silver platter to the Giants. So, say, how do you feel about this game? Well, it's an interesting one. It's fitting that Joe wouldn't be here Mike Glennon week, just to start off with that of all things. All weeks he wouldn't be here. But, um, no, um, I think it was an – I think it's like – an experiment, the best way to put it. I think the Giants offense right now is going to be an experiment as we go down a stretch. We are going to continue to see it either improve or completely look terrible. And that's how the Giants will probably make their decision moving forward on personnel, on who they're keeping and who they're not keeping. And I think right now it's too, like I said, to make judgment on that offense and how it looked on Sunday is kind of hard because if you're throwing Freddie Kitchens in there, He's got one week to try to turn everything around and change everything, try to find his own rhythm as an OC, which we Less know is very week. important. So I think we have to give it a little more time before the jury comes out on the offense. The defense, like you said, they did respond very well. It's something that we were hoping, and it had to happen, knowing that the offense wasn't going to have the guy who was calling the offense for the past few weeks. It's going to be a new guy. He's going to call things a little differently. So the offense isn't probably going to run as smoothly as it normally did or should have normally ran. So I think the defense stepping up was actually really, really key for the Giants, and I think that was probably the biggest turn um, turning point for the Giants actually last week. Yeah, and I mean, 
Defense played great. I mean, holding any team to under seven. I mean, this Eagles offense coming into this game, they were rolling. This was, I mean, we talked uh, prior to the Chiefs game, prior to the Bucks game, that that those we were see the Giants were seeing those two teams at the right time. You could have argued going into this game, we were seeing the Eagles at, at the wrong time. I mean, they they're red hot, and to hold this offense, while yes, I there there Jalen Hurts did definitely. Two, two of those three interceptions he threw were just horrendous. The, the yeah. Tate Crowder one and Darnay Holmes one. But, I, I mean, also, the, this also uh, the Eagles' play calling was atrocious. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, it, it wasn't even a, a touchdown game for most of the game. And, and you're, you're out there throwing the ball like you're down by a bazillion just trying to get back into the game. They had success running the football. Uh, they should have kept doing that. But, hey, they didn't, and the Giants took advantage of that. No. But uh, I will say, yeah, I, I know this puts Giant the Giants kind of in like a position to make a run. I mean, especially looking at the games they have up, Eagles again, Washington, uh, Dallas, Miami, uh, the only real scary game, I'd say, like the only game that makes me uh, really all that worried is uh, is the Chargers, which, uh, I mean, the Giants could go on a tear here, but, uh, like, they need to get that offense going. Uh, they need to get it up. The defense defense played great, and but I just don't see – this team's been so high and low so much. The, the, the defense, I don't think, can continue that. So they're going to need the offense to, to step it up. And, it, I mean, you talk about the short turnaround, less than a week with, with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays. And as soon as, like, stuff starts to get into rhythm, you're going into this week, and you might not even have your starting quarterback in Daniel Jones. Got a strained neck, doubtful for for Miami. Uh, honestly, I, I still do think he he's probably going to play, to be honest. I know he's doubtful. I know everyone's – but Daniel Jones is a tough kid. I mean, we, we've seen him uh, pl- play through uh, hamstring injuries, ankle injuries last year. But, I, I mean, also, I mean, if it's coming out that he's already out and it is doubtful, I mean, maybe it is a, a serious, serious injury uh, because Daniel Jones is one of those tough guys. So, you never know. But I mean, this uh, Dolphins are, have been hot, but they haven't necessarily been an elite team in the NFL. Zay, I mean, can can the can the Giants get this win on the road? Who um, can they? Yes, even with Mike Glennon playing quarterback, I do believe they can get the win on the road. When you talk about teams like Miami Dolphins, the most recent teams they beat were the Carolina Panthers, who don't have a quarterback, and they beat the Jets, who coincidentally also don't have a quarterback. So that's funny, fitting that they would face the Giants, who don't have their starting quarterback. But I do think this will actually be the time that they actually lose that situation, because unlike the other two teams they played, I feel like the Giants defense will step up to the occasion and play a little better than Carolina's defense, who in the beginning of the year looked really good and has fallen off these last couple of weeks. And obviously the Jets defense is the Jets defense. There's not much to say about it. So I think that there and I do think they can capitalize off of Tua. I haven't been big on Tua. I thought Tua was going to be good in this league when he came in, but Tua has been average at best between, you know, Fitzpatrick has shown that he's looked even, he's been the better choice at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins over the last few years than Tua. So for that to be that situation when you had so much promise in Tua kind of looks terrible and it looks like a team that probably should have went out and got a quarterback last year in the draft as opposed to taking Waddle, even though he's been a great, you know, boost for that team. But again, I don't want to, you know, get too much into Miami. We're not here for Miami. This is a Giants podcast. I do think the Giants can pull this off. It's such an odd time of the year, especially with the way the schedule is shaping out, where the end of your season is going to be basically against your division for the most part. And the Giants division is actually falling apart. I know we talked about possibly a wild card team, but with the way that Dallas has played and the way the Eagles have played and even Washington, the realistic, you know, the realistic idea that the Giants can win the division is still within grasp. 
Obviously, if Dallas were to lose this week against New Orleans, that would probably break that team's back just in whole. For me, in my opinion, I think that would be a huge knock for Dallas, who came into the season as a Super Bowl contender and now has Washington right up their rear. So, again, this is a huge time for the Giants. And if the Giants could pull this off and actually continue to win without Daniel Jones, well, win this game without Daniel Jones and win when they get him back, I do believe the Giants could make some type of run at you know, the end of the season, you know, I don't know necessarily for the division, but even for a wild card, because this is just the position the Giants has to do. And if you're Joe Judge, this is what you want to do. If you're Joe Judge, yeah. this is what you have to do to save your tenure on the Giants or whatever it is to extend your year. Because if the Giants have already stated they're not bringing back in David Gettleman, the next GM that comes in, he's probably going to want his guys. So for yeah. Joe Judge to come down this stretch and handle it properly, and possibly win out and hopefully put the Giants in a better position, that would, might help the next GM come in and think maybe I can work with this guy and the Giants don't have to do a complete, you know, bring in a whole new coach, bring in a whole new staff and how that works. So this is a very pivotal time for the Giants, and I do think they can win it. But, again, that's just optimism. Like, we don't, we haven't seen Mike Glennon play. You know, we, what we've seen from him in preseason wasn't really promising, so – I'm just going off of optimism of what I seen last week, hoping that the defense can come through again. Yeah, and I mean, we, we did also see him a little bit in that, that Cowboys game once Daniel Jones got, got injured. And that uh, – so – but uh, my, my thing here, yeah, the, the division is still in, in reach. In, in reach. The Giants are three games back, and they got three games left against the division, so they can make it up. I mean, I know a lot of other stuff has to happen as well before that play out, but I, I, it is doable. Will it happen? Probably not. I'm going to be a realist. I'm, I know I'm normally the Giants optimist, but nah, probably not. But this game is going to be winnable. This game's winnable. And it, it, the way the Giants need to win this, I mean, yes, defensively, they need to fill that void. Of Daniel Jones, they need to be able to make some plays, give Mike Lennon some short field to work with, and hopefully punch it into the end zone at least once or twice. But also, this is we are going to need to see a vintage Saquon Barkley here. He's going to have to take over the load of the offense because that's how Mike Lennon is going to be able to make plays down the field is with the play action. So, so this is a game where Saquon needs to carry the ball 20 to 25 times and make plays. Uh, I mean, I just feel every time I feel like it's just one nice little 30 yard play, then everything else is is just maybe three yards at most. And and it sucks because we know we 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 know what he can do. We know he can do when he gets the ball in his hands and those 30 yards, those big plays, they just need to. Instead of every nine plays, it needs to happen every three and it, it. I think the Giants can do do a lot of great, but that also comes on the the O line, which I mean, they, uh, we give this we give these guys a lot of crap, but also looking at like they're on they are more banged up than than the wide receivers were during the Giants. I mean, not have your two core guys in the middle and Lemieux and Gates, which they haven't had all season. I mean that's rough, uh, and, and Andrew Thomas playing great, but you do need, like I said weeks ago, you just need that one guy to run behind. You need that one guy to when you need three yards, when you need uh, just a, a small little gain, you need to you need to be able to go, hey Saquon, run behind him and, and let's get those yards. And the Giants don't have that right now, and that's 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 gonna be the issue in this game. Can Saquon do enough by himself to get it going? No, probably not because he hasn't been able to do it that all, all year. You need the O-line to step up, and they need to be playing. like They need to have a chip on their shoulder. They need to be playing with an attitude, and, and they need to be manhandling handling the Dolphins front four because that's how the Giants are going to win this game. But also, I mean, talk about Joe Judge. I mean, a couple weeks, two weeks ago, you had what was it like fifteen? How, how many? Fifteen days of rest before the the Bucks game. Yeah, about a, two and weeks. And he came yeah. out flat. 
And yeah. he came off. And and I I've talked about this before on the show. Miami, if you're not a disciplined team, you're gonna have guys going out the night before or having their mind on not necessarily the game. It's gonna be on the party after and what I can go do in the club and <laughs> all the chicks I can pick up. That's a real thing that happens in Miami. I that's don't what. I don't think that's gonna happen with the Giants. I think but, they're focused midseason in the in the situation they're in. I think they'd be focused. Had the Giants been in probably a better situation or a completely like failed situation, I could see that more likely. But when you're in, they, the, they right, had 15 days to be, I, be prepared for to I, I focus agree. up for the Bucks, and they couldn't do it. I agree, and there's a lot more that goes into that than just the players. Like that, these coaches didn't have that team prepared at all to win that game. You had players that looked like they didn't understand what was going on the entire game. That's the biggest issue with the Giants is that you had two weeks and you couldn't come up with uh, even you couldn't even come up with a score. You couldn't come up with a plan yeah. to get a, a score. It was terrible. It was probably the lowest of their lows. So I'm eh, I'm hoping that was what it was, the lowest of the lows for the Giants. And I and it will never happen again because I was one of the optimistic people who felt you got two weeks. You should bounce back and go on a run. You should get healthy. You're getting guys back and. It just didn't turn out that way, and we ended up still losing guys. We lose Kadarius Tony again another another week. Another guy who we can't rely on to be healthy. As much as we talked about Odell Beckham Jr. and his health, yeah, Kadarius Tony is another one who's coming in. Great, outstanding playmaker. We can't keep him on the field. It's really bad. It's I don't know what's going on with the team's medical staff or attrition or whatnot, but there's something going on more than just the players on that team. So I don't want to put that two-week blowout just on the players. So there's no. way more than that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I get that. But, I mean, it does all come down to discipline. And both. Uh, while I don't expect what I mentioned to happen, I still got to bring it up because discipline has been an issue for this team. I mean, on the field mostly, we haven't had – there hasn't been any incidences off the field – but still, when discipline's an issue and you're going to a hot spot like Miami, something like partying and not necessarily having your head fully in the game, that's a completely realistic thing that could possibly happen. But I don't expect it to happen. Uh, I pick the Giants every week. I think this is the, the get-right game for Saquon. I think he has a big, big day uh, on the ground, and, he, and the defense is able to make some stops. I mean – I loved Tua. I like Tua coming out of college, but he, he just hasn't been it. Uh, I, I don't know why. I do think that they still do have some time to maybe uh, get get something going. I mean, he still is developing. I, I did not like the, the yanking and just going in and out with him last year with Fitzpatrick. So, And he does have – he has been injured and banged up. at this season as well. So I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I still do think he can – turn into something, but I do expect this defense to make some plays, uh, get some turnovers, but I, I, I do think it's going to be a close game. And I I don't have – I do have faith in Saquon Barkley to move the ball, get, get some rush, get some first downs for us. But I think this is going to be a, a field goal battle. And in any field goal battle – even though he missed a, a 50-yarder last week, I will still always take Graham Gano. I, I, it, if I were betting on this game, I'd bet the under. but Because I do think it's going to be a field goal battle, ugly. A lot Seriously? of running the football. Field goal battle, yeah. even, with, even with Patrick's Graham extensive knowledge of probably that offense while he was there. He probably has a really good idea of how they run things down there in their schemes. So That is true. I wouldn't put that as a, a field goal battle. I think if you have that upside the Giants should get a lot more opportunities to score when you're looking at but, it that way yeah but I mean did they have they've been struggling to score all year that they should have opportunities well, uh, and with I'll, Mike Lennon and with Mike Glennon do you think they're gonna it, like I said, <laughs> <laughs> you know when it comes it, that's a funny one no but seriously, hockey score. <laughs> I, I mean I hear all that but it, again, when it comes down to this Giants offense, you have to still give it time. That that, that last week was a new offensive coordinator trying to 
it's trying to run someone else's system, not necessarily his system. And then the most important part is he's trying to stay on schedule, which the Giants, I say week after week, they have to find a way to stay on schedules. Third and manageable, second and five. Stop getting into these second and long, these third and longs, because you're not converting them, and you end up having to give the ball back to the other team. It's hard to stay on schedule when you're doing someone else's, you know, you're running someone else's playbook because you're now trying to get a feel for how, you know, how this playbook runs and how I can run it smoothly so everything can work. So I'm I, I'm going to give it another week before I just rip Freddie Kitchens to shreds. But th- th- these certain things take time. It's not like, you no, know, yeah. it, it, this isn't Madden. You're not going to just add a new playbook, you know, click the play and the players are just going to run it like the game. A lot of this time, there's a flow that goes to the game. There's all this other stuff that people don't realize that's going on in the game. So I want to give Freddie Kitchens a little more time to get a feel for his play calling right now. That's all it is. No, I'm with you. That's why I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. That's why – because, I mean, yeah, I I get the the, five-day turnaround last week, but now you you got – you have a full week, but you don't have your starting QB, so that's still going to – that's still going to cause some issues. So I do – I think a field goal battle, I think it's going to be like a nice – a Big Ten game, just punt, punt, battle for field goal, for, for field position. Uh, ugly – just an ugly football game. But who knows? Uh, I said the Giants would, would be clicking on – that they'd spark – they'd have a spark in their offense with the new OC last week, and, and it wasn't that. So maybe – if I say it's going to be a field goal battle, uh, it's going to be a shootout. I, Vice I versa. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Vice versa. I think it'd be 17-14 Giants. Easy. I think they can wrap that up. 17-14. I think they'll get enough def- I think they'll get enough defensive stops. Like I said, Patrick Graham probably has a really good grasp on that offense and how it goes. So you yeah. mix that in there, and I think the Giants could get, at least get two touchdowns with Mike Lennon and if they can stay on, you know, stay in manageable positions. Don't make Mike Lennon have to convert third and 18s, third and 14s, third and 15s, second and 10. Put him in second and five. Put him in third and two. Let's can you know, let's keep yeah. these drives alive and give Mike Glennon a chance. And if anything, he got most of the reps preseason. So <laughs> he should be very familiar with the offense. Well, I mean, that was Jason Garrett's offense. How familiar is he with Freddie Kitchens, you know? But uh, I do think regardless, it, it is going to come down to the defense being able to make those stops, being able to make those turnovers uh, on uh, to uh, but I mean, with that being said, I mean the Dolphins' defense isn't isn't necessarily terrible. Uh, no, I mean, and Mike Lennon. I mean, I, I don't think Mike Lennon could rip it up, and I can also see Mike Lennon turn the ball over them. That's why I say offensively, it has to go through Saquon Barkley. This has to be the Saquon show this week. Well, like you said, he could turn. That's why I said stay in manageable positions. Don't make him have to convert these long, yeah, plays where we know we don't want him throwing third and fifteen. If Mike Lennon is throwing third and fifteen, I'm switching to another game for this play. Because I know it's not going to end well. It's either going to be a, a turnover, incompletion. It's just not going to end well. They have to stay in manageable positions and make it work. If they don't, they'll they'll lose this game badly. Yeah, I mean they they have to play like they played last year against Seattle. And I I mean this Seattle's team last year is a lot better than this Dolphins team is. So it's doable and. and they didn't. They didn't have say, no. They didn't have Saquon Barkley that game either. So you got to start. They didn't have Saquon last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was gone. So, oh, so yeah. yeah. So you didn't have Saquon be to be that that stud to establish the run. You were doing it with Wayne Gallman and uh, Alfred Morris. So I, I think they can do it with Saquon. Get which, things going. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Which is very upsetting. I wish Saquon could just uh, honestly. If he would just be an average back, I'd take that at this point because it's just – you see, we put these average guys in there, like you say, Wayne Gallman, he's Booker, and they never get hurt. And then he gets in there for a couple of plays and he's hurt. It's just so frustrating. So much talent that can never be used. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, yeah, but, I mean, every – I feel like that's just the, the – I know it's been happening the past couple of years with Saquon, but – this year, that that just is the Giants' mo. You have this stud. You have this guy who can make the plays. And he makes a couple great plays, and then he's injured for a couple weeks. It's 
So, so frustrating. And, and the more we talk about it, the more I'm going to get pissed off. <laughs> so <laughs> let's take a break here, hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back talking about some news around the league. It's been a big wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside flooding those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito-free. That is Mosquito Shield. Make sure you sign up for their services for this upcoming spring and tell them, John, about the G-Men and Clovercrest Media sent you. And they'll give you a little discount for this upcoming spring. But now we got a big, big game in the AFC East on Monday night. As for the first time this season, you got the Pats going up against the the Bills. And, I mean, both these teams the past couple weeks, they've been polar opposites. The Bills have been struggling left and right, finally seeming like they got some, they, they figured it out last week, uh, Thanksgiving. Big win against the Saints. I mean, the Saints are banged up, though. But, uh, I mean, they've been struggling. The, the the Patriots have been the hottest team in the NFL. Uh, so, uh, my question is, say, who is the king of the AFC East? Did last year, did, did the Bills take it from, from the Patriots and they're still the king? Or was it just a fluke with all those opt-outs? It's clearly the Jets. I don't know why we're having this conversation, but nah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm all on board with the Patriots. I told you three weeks ago I wasn't sure, but Mac Jones is playing ahead of schedule. And even if he isn't, he still has probably the greatest coach to work this earth in Bill Belichick. One of the greatest coaches, excuse me, and work this earth in Bill Belichick. So I, to me, this is their division. You look at what Mac Jones is doing. They don't have a ton of talent around him. This isn't the Brady years. He doesn't have Randy Moss. He doesn't have Gronk. He doesn't have all these great names around him. He doesn't have a ton of stud running backs that, you know, the, the Patriots have come to know all these years. There's no Welker, Wes Welker out there. And he's still finding a way to get it done. And I have to believe that the Bills are finally becoming a New York team. They're starting to look like the rest of us. I'm sorry to say it. I just don't think there's enough there. Joe's mentioned it a ton of times this year about their weak run game and how it's just not going to get it over. And they need something. When you have Stefan Diggs out there, you have to, you know, find a way to help him out. And you're not. The run game isn't existing. They're, they could play as much as they want in coverage. They don't got to stack the box. It's not the situation they're worried about. And it's really starting to hurt the Bills. So I think the Patriots, they will win this. They are the kings of this division just because of how balanced they are. They're balanced really well on offense. They're balanced really well on defense, and they don't have a ton of studs. Not to mention, like I said, they have one of the greatest coaches ever. So this, to me, is the Patriots' division all over again. The Bills might have held it down for an off year. 2020 was kind of weird. We know how that went. And it's back. life's back on schedule. It just looks like this. It is. Patriots are back on top, and everyone else is below. That's just what it really looks like. Yeah, I, I th- this is going to be the game. If the Patriots can get it done, especially on the road against Buffalo, uh, I will I will concede it to them. But I, I still think Buffalo is the class of the AFC. I mean, this is the NFL. It's hard to stay consistently good, and they've had ups and downs. But uh, I mean, but I still have faith in Josh Allen. And really that defense, I, I know Joe talks a lot about that run game, but uh, and, and it's rough. Uh, I, I mean, they, I love Zach Moss, former Utah product, but he, he's just not getting it done. 
Devin Singletary's just being terrible. Zach, uh, Matt Breda has come in and shown a little bit of glimpses. that They just can't figure it out, which is very, very rough. But, uh, I mean, I, Josh Allen's a beast. Josh Allen is great. And I, I'm – yeah, Mac Jones is good. I, I, I've said a lot of bad things about Mac Jones, and I want this to turn into me uh, hating on Mac Jones because it's not. I like Mac Jones. He's great. But also – you you got to look at the I mean the, this Bills defense is for real. That they're leading the league in yards allowed. Uh, there's they're third in turnovers. This while the 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 pass defense is still solid. That they're fourth in the league in yards allowed and second in turnovers. I think this is going to be a defensive game, battle. But if I'm gonna pick a quarterback to make plays, I'm going to pick Josh Allen before Mac Jones. Mac Jones. No, honestly, in honest opinion, I honestly think the Patriots probably should have beat the Bucs that night. I think Belichick might have thrown his boy Brady a bone that night uh, because he frustrated him. He put him in very tough positions. That game was not an easy win for Brady, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. And, And this is what you have to understand. This is Bill Belichick. When you play him, you have to not only outplay him, but you have to outcoach him on the other side. And that's just never going to happen for the Bills organization. I'm sorry. While he has what he has now, it's not going to happen. And I said they're very balanced between Matt Jones and Harris. They are. They keep that ball going on. I love – I hate to say it, I love watching the Patriots play now because obviously watching the Giants has been miserable, but – as a Giants fan, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm starting to like Mac Jones. I'm wishing we had Mac Jones. He looks like he, – obviously, he doesn't blow you away. He's not super fast. He doesn't have the best arm. But it's what he does, his intelligence on that field, that keeps him in the game and keeps his team in the game. And that's what the Giants sometimes don't have. And most teams wish they had. That's what I think Mac Jones, five, ten years from now, will be a top – he'll be a top five quarterback in this league all day. And it's not to take anything away from Josh Allen, but if you're just going to be able to run the ball with Josh Allen and hopefully throw the ball to Diggs, that's not going to get it done in this league. It's it's, it's really not. We've seen Josh Allen in pressure situations also when he's blown it. We've seen it in the playoffs. So it's it's very hard for me to just jump on that Josh Allen bandwagon when I've seen him at his worst and I have yet to see Mac Jones yet at his worst. So I can't really come, you know, say who I'd rather have. But from what I've seen and what I'm seeing this year, if I had to have two of them, I want Mac Jones right now. It's just me. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I, to me, like I said, it's, it's the Bills defense. Uh, I, I think Bills defense is solid. That, that's a, why I think they, they sucked in the playoff. Last year, this defense was not what it is last year. I mean, it's not what it is this year. And even the, the year before their defense was good, but the year before last, last year was an anomaly. It just didn't show up, and luckily you did have Josh Allen playing out of his mind. But I, I will always take the, the guy who can push the ball down the field and keep, keep going and be that athletic guy more than I will in a situation like this. I mean, look, I'm not trying to, to diss Matt Jones at all. He's solid. He's good. He's very smart. Yeah. He fills a role, and, and he does that. But when, but when you need to go out two minute drill, get the ball down seventy five yards down the field to score, I'm gonna take Josh Allen. And I I do understand it's a Belichick defense, and he, he's gonna understand what what's going on. But I mean. Diggs is a beast. J.C. Jackson has played great, but I don't think he can cover Diggs. And, and even, like, they have guys. Josh Allen's good enough to get these other guys involved. It isn't just going to be him and Diggs. So I, I do think while they've struggled, they haven't even lost two in a row. Everyone's talking about them struggling. Uh, I think that's – I think that they get back on track. They got back on track. And the Saints' defense, while the Saints' offense is really banged up, but they still hung 31 on a solid Saints' defense. So I do think this Bills team 
is back and rolling. Uh, I think this is they got a tough stretch here with the the Pats, the Bucks, uh, and the Pats again in their in their next four games. So so it's gonna be tough, but I think this is going to be a stretch. I think they start to roll, and I think this is a team that's going to start getting hot at the right time going into the playoffs, to be honest with you. I would have put my bet on I would have put my money on it, but, hey, that's on you. <laughs> that's all on you if you wanted to put your money on that, not me. Hey, I, I said see. the Bills were going to the Super Bowl in the preseason, so then now's the time for them to get hot and start to roll. I'm at the point with the NFL where it's a week-by-week week basis at this point. I don't know You're who's not good wrong. anymore. I don't You're know not uh, <laughs> You're not wrong, and that brings us right to our uh, our next uh, segment here, our best bets. Third week in a row, all four of us mm. lost. Third mm. week in a row. Holy crap. Like, what? I know we did have a couple weeks before. I mean, we had like two, three weeks where we were we got where all four of us we're right, so I guess it's kind of due, but in a row, man, it's hard. I've been saying it all year. It, it, the NFL, as soon as you think you have a grasp on what's going on, everything shakes up and everything goes all out of order and just doesn't make sense anymore. So I, I, it's tough. It's tough week by week picking these games and then losing us money. I mean, losing me yeah, money. I'm, I'm stop picking the games. I'm going to start doing prop bets or something because – Hey, I'm with you. I'm changing up my strategy. Uh, I'm, ju- I'm just going to go overs from here on out for the rest of the season. So I got over 50 and a half. I, I know I don't think I've hit on any of the overs that I've picked so far this year. So I'm just going to go back to it till I get it right. But over 50 and a half against Chargers, Bengals, uh, Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. Uh, I think they both do spectacular things in this game. Joe Burrow gets it to Jamar Chase. Justin Herbert gets it to Keenan Allen. Uh, touchdowns are scored. Uh, I do think the Chargers' defense will uh, lead to them winning the game. I do also think the Bengals are going to be able to run against this Chargers' defense with Joe Mixon because, I mean, Chargers' defense is one of the worst in stopping the run. But uh, when it comes down to the to the end of the game, they're going to need Joe Burrow to, to make some plays, and I think he will, but – I expect the Chargers to to make some stops as well. And also, I expect Joey Bosa to have a big, big game here as well. Get after Joe Burrow uh, because that O-line sucks. But, yeah, I'm going to take the over points, points, points. I I think this is – I think both these teams can easily score 30 in this game. So, I got 30-35 game. Um, no, Jamar Chase got to turn it up. He's been quiet the last couple weeks. He's going to have to turn it up if that's going to happen. Hey, points, 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 baby. Points, points, points. But, uh, all right, uh, Zay, speaking of points, you you got a big spread. I'm but- just going to continue to take the big spreads until I prove Vegas wrong about something because they obviously know something we don't. And I said it before, when the Rams signed Odell Beckham Jr., I think they sell their, fa- they sell their fate on making the playoffs. We noticed – I will continue to say it. Odell Beckham Jr., as much as people want to say it, he's talented, this, that. He's nothing more then a catch on Sunday night, and again, the Giants lost to the Cowboys. Sorry to say it. And I don't think he will ever be the replacement they need for Robert Woods. So I'm taking the Jags. I'm going to continue to take these gigantic spreads until the end of the year. I'm going to hit on one of them. I mean, I'm not as mad as this as I would be a couple weeks ago. Jags have been playing pretty good. Uh, that Josh Allen's really heating up that defense. Uh, I, I I think the the Rams' offense's struggles. I guess I think the the, the Jags' defense. I think controlled the, slow down the Rams' offense, but just I I don't know how Trevor Lawrence is going to handle going up against Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey. Let me be honest. I was shocked that that defense doesn't. That I thought they were going to turn up the last game. I thought they were going to have a ton of sacks. I thought this team was just going to be lights out, and they just, hey, the Odell Beckham curse. That's what I'm gonna start calling it. The Odell Beckham curse. The Odell Beckham curse. I mean, I, I don't know. He got a touchdown at least. His first touchdown in like I think it was like 
We got a touchdown. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, uh, I, I'm not mad at this. I, I do think the Jags have the potential. This could be like one of the weird, like, but the, when they went up to be, when they beat Buffalo nine to six, I, I feel like this could be like a, a weird, like 10 to 13 type game just randomly. But because, uh, I mean, both these defenses were playing well. Not to mention Matthew Stafford. We know him as a choke artist. It's coming. It's coming, people. You combine that with Odell, ugh, it's going to get ugly at the end. I'm telling you now. I'm calling it early. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I'm I'm waiting for playoff time because that's when I expect it to happen. I don't think it'll, I think it'll be okay to end the season. But, but we'll see. Um Sean didn't give me his yet. Hopefully, he'll get me his, so we can keep track. Or he'll just lose a game in, in our in our uh, <laughs> rankings or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, lose but, a game. It's all right. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> but Joe got the Ravens plus four. Wait, they're favored, or did I did I mistype that? No, they're not. They're not underdogs. Yeah, it's minus four and a half. Against the Steelers, I, I like this Steelers defense without T.J. Watt, without Minka Fitzpatrick, in shambles. Big Ben's it's terrible. Big, it's time to hang it up. Yeah, sorry, Big Ben. It's time to hang it up. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, he's hurting the team by being out there more than he is helping them, and that's why I say it's a sham that people go about. Oh, how great the AFC East is, and what it is is you got a bunch of guys just. Beating up on themselves and barely beating up. I'm just, I'm just being me. I'm sorry. I'm going on. I, I don't like Lamar Jackson anymore. I've said that to you off the show. I think he's Jack, Mr. Jekyll and Hyde. All of a, he, he's great. He can run. He has the explosive plays. They ask him to throw a short pass, and all of a sudden he becomes Tim Tebow. So I don't know what's going on in that situation. And again, Cleveland is a mess. The Steelers are a mess. That the whole division is a mess. So I'm not getting. I'm not buying the hype that the AFC. East, what's the AFC North? Excuse me, North. is the best one of the best divisions in football. I'm not buying the hype at all. Yeah, um, I mean the the Chargers. I mean, well, not the Chargers. The Bengals. They're two years off from getting the number one overall pick, and, and they're in the running to to possibly take this. It, it is wild. It is wild. But I mean, all these teams are competitive. I, I do expect the Ravens to roll here, though. I mean, yeah, Big Ben, like. You gotta, you gotta hang it up. I mean, and also, I don't even know why you start Mason Rudolph. I feel like Dwayne Haskins just brings more to the table. But I don't know. I mean, even even when Mason, even when they were starting Mason Rudolph, so I thought they should have given Josh Dobbs a little bit of love a couple I've been years ago. Josh Dobbs should have been got an opportunity on that team. He showed to be he shown so many flashes in preseason. I don't even understand what they're looking at. I would have had Haskins and Hobbs as my backups. There would have been no Mason Rudolph. He's terrible. He's yeah. I, I'm sorry. He's terrible. <laughs> he's yeah. going to be known for his fight, and that's it. He'll be known for his fight with Miles Garrett, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't understand what uh, Mike Tomlin, why he's got such an infatuation with, with him. But who knows? We'll see. But uh, before we get to fantasy locks, if you're looking – for your fantasy home, make sure you check out CTBB Realty. So Jess, why did you become a realtor? I worked in a various customer service jobs, so I wanted something a little bit more rewarding. Um, becoming a real estate agent, being able to help people find their forever homes or their investment homes, starter homes, it's very exciting, so a lot of fun. Now, you've gotten off to a really good start in your real estate career. What has been the most rewarding part of this for you so far? Helping people, especially like first time home buyers, um, finding their first home. They're so excited. Um, I'm so excited to help them. So it's a nice, rewarding part. What is it that you think makes you different than other real estate agents? I think that my various roles in customer service has helped me. So I like to ask a lot of questions and I want to know what I'm doing. So I think that helps a lot because I'm not going to steer people the wrong way. I'm going to make sure they have knowledgeable decisions um, and help them find the right home. 
Last thing I'm going to ask you is, and I know these are words that you live by, but the mantra at CTBD Realty is... People over paychecks, do the damn thing. And that's what we do. Big shout out to CTBB Realty and Jess Rydell for sponsoring today's episode of John about the G-Men. Now let's get into fantasy locks. Uh, let's take a look at last week's results. Hey, let's go back on top, back one a week. Let's go. Everyone laughed at Russell Wilson, me picking Russell Wilson. But, I mean, you, no, you I'm guys laugh- struggled. I'm man. laughing at Joe. Oh man, I made the better of the Greg. I made the better of the pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not much. Oh man. Oh, they, I mean, the, there was a point in time like we, we it was just like they, there was a point in time it was just uh, me, you, and Joe. Sean was basically out of it. Then I fell out of it. And it was just basically between you and Joe. And now everyone else is back into the mix. Anything. I can't get happen. rid of you guys. Yeah, it's annoying. It's just absolutely annoying. Anything can happen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, even Sean, he's just in the mix now. The the running backs thing has been working for him. Oh, not last week. It didn't work out last week. It, it, it sustained. It didn't work out. It sustained. He got second. A 13.3 ain't nothing. I mean, compared to a four-two and a nine. Yeah, again, but that was—I don't know what Joe that's was That's still making that. up ground. That is yeah. still making up ground. Oh, dude, I feel bad for Joe. I mean, he—I well, I don't, but he, he put a large wager on, on the Philadelphia Eagles, irresponsibly, and he—he uh, he, he said he said so. Either way, he'd be happy if the Giants won. Or he'd have a bunch of money off the Eagles. But after that game, the way it played out, I don't think he could have been happy after that. I think he's just I don't, I don't double think, pissed off. I don't think anybody over the Eagles was happy after that. You lose that game with a drop pass at the one-yard line? Yeah. Dude, every, the, just the, they just can't draft wide receivers. And he couldn't get my the receiver. First Aguilar, now Rager, Rager. Yeah, Rager. It was wide open. How did he yeah. drop it? And they picked Rager over Justin Jefferson. All right, okay, enough. I mean, if he, any Eagles fans watch the show, they're just molding at their TV right now. Well, we're sorry. I but let's get back to fantasy locks. We just talked about the game. I got Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Getting it done against the Steelers. Mr. Do-It-All because he's going to have to do everything. And that Steelers defense all banged up and bruised up. Uh, I think he lights it up. And also, we're, we're, we're getting into fantasy playoff time. Closer. We, weeks are coming pretty, pretty quick. We're 13. Playoff start was like 16. I don't know. You got last 15, pick. 15. You get last pick in a 14 man league. You're not thinking about playoffs. You're thinking <laughs> about just when does the season end? Hey, Lamar Jackson has been my fantasy QB all year, and he's been dominating for me. So to make this playoff push, I'm picking him as my fantasy lock. Uh, so yeah, against the Steelers. But, uh, and you, my friend, Zay. Bold, bold pick. Mac Statement Jones game. Statement against game. Buffalo. Statement game. Mac Jones wins <laughs> this game, puts up a hundred a billion points for fantasy. Let's the AFC East know this is his division. And if you want it, it's gonna go through New England again. This is the game where he does it. I told you this is gonna be a back breaking week. This is gonna be a back breaking week. Oh, I I just don't know, man. I mean, like I talk, I also feel like a lot of people are just so hot on on the Pats. It's time for them to burn out. But I don't know. I mean, you are the current leader in fantasy locks, so you're doing something right. Even though last week was rough, but got to do something right on this show. I ain't picking them right. <laughs> picking yeah. Them. So, yeah, I mean, the past couple weeks, no one's picking the, the our best bets, right? And uh, Joe, Joe Mixon against the Chargers, easy, mm. easy. I like it. Like I mentioned earlier, Chargers run defense is atrocious. 
I don't understand why. But like I also did say, I, I think Joey Bosa could have a big, big game against that O line. And I mean, DN doesn't just go after the quarterback. I think he could get some tackles for a loss against Joe Mixon as well. But uh, we'll see. We got another great week of games ahead of us. And uh, I mean, 13, right? 13 already. Yeah, right? week 13. So, what, five more weeks, right? Five more weeks. Went by fast. <laughs> it, 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 Went by I, fast. I think we only got like, what, two, maybe three more weeks of buys. And then, yeah. Well, you know, so, it'd be Christmas. We'll be at playoffs in January and Super Bowl in February. It's, it's exciting. <laughs> Flying voting by. in New York, sports voting in New York in February. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Join you guys, make some money. Yeah. Finally. Hell yeah. But uh, also make sure if you are, I mean, we got a lot of Giants fans here, but also if you are an NFL fan in general, make sure every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, you check out the CMG Sports NFL pregame show where we come at you and we give you the all the picks, previews, for the best games that Sunday has to offer. We also recap Thursday night's game as well. So make sure you check that out. That's uh, Clovercrest Media on YouTube. Make sure you also like Clovercrest Media on Facebook and Clovercrest Media Group on Twitch. And also, while you're there, make sure you like John About the G-Men on Facebook and John About the G-Men on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, and big shout-out to Clovercrest Media Group. Make sure you check out www.clovercrestmedia.com. See not just this podcast, a bunch of other ones. Zay and I are on Posting Up, the basketball podcast. We also got Throwing Jabs, football podcast, a bunch of baseball podcasts, Keys to the City and Sports Talk, where they just talk about everything. If there is a podcast that you're interested in, chances are Clovercrest Media has it for you. And... If they don't, you can start your own because there is a special holiday sale going on right now. So if you want to sign up for your podcast, now's the time to do it. So visit clovercrestmedia.com. But that's going to do it for myself, Big Jace, and King Zay. We'll see you next week. Peace. Talk more about the Giants and hopefully another win. But we'll see you then. Take care. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Beak, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. Find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.